Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tsiji. Coming up in this edition, Japanese meteorologists have issued a tsunami warning after a massive earthquake. The rockets from Gaza have triggered sirens across central and southern Israel upon the arrival of the new year. And more than 70,000 people flocked to Tiananmen Square in Beijing to attend the first flag-raising ceremony of 2024. We begin in Asia. A massive earthquake has hit Japan. Preliminary measures put the magnitude at 7.4. Meteorological authorities have issued a tsunami warning for several coastal prefectures in the region. Torrance Tarashima reports. There was uh, total confusion. I tried to uh, contact the local fire brigade and police, but they are trying to handle the situation uh, as it is getting dark and uh, it is getting very difficult for people to uh, evacuate. But the uh, meteorological agency warned that there'll be more tsunami expected as there's uh, there's been after, uh, three or four aftershakes. So uh, there is a uh, wide area alert. There are a lot of elderly people living in the coast, so uh, the local authorities and police uh, fire brigade are trying to uh, advise uh, early evacuation as well as trying to help the situation out. Author- authorities have been uh, quite busy trying to assess the situation and trying to uh, see what uh, outcome uh, it would be. Now, there's one thing that I, I, I want to check is that there's two. Uh, nuclear uh, facilities in Kashiwazaki, Niigata, and in Fukui uh, prefectures. Now, the uh, fire uh, utility said there's not been a, a damage reported so far, but they are uh, continuing to check the area and and uh, uh, prepare for any potential tsunami that might uh, hit the area. That was Torrance Tarashima in Tokyo on the latest massive earthquake in Japan. In China, more than 70,000 people have flocked to Tiananmen Square in Beijing to attend the first flag-raising ceremony of 2024. Many of them arrived the night before to secure a good spot. A military band played a patriotic tune as doves were released from the square. Dai Kaiyi was there. So I'm at the Tiananmen Square, right at the heart of the Chinese capital, Beijing. So many in the crowds I've spoken to said they came straight from their New Year Eve parties to here just to see that national flag being hoisted up there. The flag raising ceremony actually is a daily event here on Tiananmen Square, but today is very special because it marks a new year and a chapter in China's march into the future. And for those in attendance, they say they don't mind the hours-long wait in the blistering cold because this. Once a year occasion、uh, actually marks a hopeful start for them for the 12 months ahead. So that's why they gathered here to witness that moment of shared national pride. I've always dreamed of witnessing the flag raising ceremony, as is my first time. It's also the first day of 2024, and I hope the symbolism of the raised flag personally inspires me. This is an incredibly exciting and sacred moment for me. As a military veteran, I made a promise to many of my comrades that even after retiring, I'd come here and livestream the flag raising ceremony for them. After living for 22 years, it's my first time attending and watching the national flag raising ceremony. It's quite emotional for me as I've stood here for almost 10 hours. 
In 2024, I hope for the prosperity and flourishing of our motherland. And if we look at this year that has just passed, the year of 2023, lots of big and significant events happened in China. For example, uh, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the Belt and Road Initiative. And there's also major sports events like the Asian Games. And there's also major technological breakthroughs like spacecrafts launches. So look forward to 2024. We actually have uh, a lot more to expect. For example, a brand new year marks the 75th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China in uh, this uh, uh, year of 2024. So everybody gathered here, uh, they're here wishing for the best of themselves, their families, and of course, for China and the world. That was Dai Kai reporting from the Tiananmen Square. Turning to the Middle East, Rockets from Gaza have triggered sirens across central and southern Israel upon the arrival of the new year. Hamas says the barrage was in response to what the militant group calls massacres against civilians in Gaza. The Hamas attack comes as Israeli jets pounded central Gaza on New Year's Eve. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the war will last for many more months. Elsewhere, in the Red Sea, the Houthis say U.S. naval forces have killed 10 of the group's fighters during a Houthi attempt to hijack a commercial ship. Earlier in the day, the U.S. Central Command said its naval forces responded to a distress call in the Red Sea. They sank three Houthi boats and killed all their crew members. Isabel Debris with the Associated Press has more. According to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, there is no end in sight to this war, rebuffing international pressure. He gave a speech saying that he would continue to fight on and he would not even resign after the war because he needed to see it through in order to ensure that the Gaza Strip was completely demilitarized and that Hamas was completely destroyed. This comes as thousands of Israelis have taken to the streets of Tel Aviv on a weekly basis to call for his resignation and to protest against his government. We also heard from Israeli finance Minister Betselo Smotrich, he is a far-right settler leader who's not involved in the daily war planning, but his voice does carry weight in Israeli politics, and he said that his ideal vision for post-war Gaza would involve the resettlement of the Gaza Strip with Israeli settlers, and he said he'd like to see the mass emigration of Palestinians from the Strip. Of course, this not only disturbs Palestinians who are living there and who fear a recurrence of the 1948 displacement around Israel's creation, but also disturbs neighboring Egypt, which has said multiple times it will not take in Palestinian refugees. Now, I just want to switch gears briefly and talk about the Red Sea, where we did see a major escalation as American military helicopters shot back at Houthi rebels based in Yemen, Iran-backed Houthi rebels that have been attacking Israeli-linked commercial vessels in the Red Sea in response to Israel's campaign in Gaza. We saw that actually that action by the American helicopters resulted in the sinking of these three Houthi vessels, as well as the killing of everybody on board. That was Associated Press correspondent Isabel Dubris. Palestinians have prayed for a ceasefire and a return to their homes, but their hope for a peaceful New Year is scarce as Israel intensified its attacks on Gaza on the last day of last year. Nurhazin has more. It looks like every day that passes, uh, things here in Gaza get harder on the people. I am inside the Al-Aqsa uh, Hospital. Uh, an Israeli strike hit the Sukaina bin Hussein UN school where hundreds of people are uh, sheltering. And this caused the killing of uh, two people while uh, tens were injured, including children. This is uh, how 
Palestinians here in Gaza are goodbying 2023 and welcoming the New Year while the people around the world are celebrating. However, here on the ground, we are reporting the killing of more Palestinians, around 22,000 people that were killed since the 7th of October. 106 of them are Palestinian journalists, 6,000 of them are children. So, yes, this is how the situation here in Gaza is. Adding to this, the fact that this is a starvation war now. One out of uh, every four Gazans is starving. There is rarely any access to clear water, rarely any access uh, to food. Egypt allows between 50 to 100 uh, aid trucks to enter the Gaza Strip each day, and this is not enough to meet the needs of uh, the people. According to the uh, Palestinian Health Ministry here in Gaza and also the UN and the World Health Organization, the Gaza Strip needs at least uh, 1,000 trucks of humanitarian aid daily. That was Noah Harazin reporting. Finally, in Africa, the Electoral Commission in the Democratic Republic of the Congo has declared incumbent Felix Tshisekedi the winner of the presidential election. Opposition candidates and their supporters are still protesting the results. They are citing widespread irregularities as reason for the ongoing protests. Chris Okamringa reports from Kinshasa. The head of the DRC's Independent National Electoral Commission announced the full results of the presidential elections in the capital, Kinshasa. The incumbent, Felix Chisekedi, was declared the winner with 73% of the votes cast. His main rival, Moise Katumbi, trailed with 18%. Opposition candidate, Martin Fayulu, came third with 5%. Fifteen candidates got less than 1%. According to the Electoral Commission, the total number of votes counted were 17 million. That suggests a low voter turnout considering that nearly 44 million people were registered to vote. That means little to Chisekedi's supporters who are already celebrating. But the main opposition candidates have rejected the outcome of what they called a sham election. They have called for countrywide protests to compel the government to hold fresh polls. The government has dismissed their demand and vowed to crack down on demonstrations. The elections, which were held on December 20th, were murdered by irregularities, but the main opposition candidates have said they will not challenge the results in court. The Constitutional Court has 10 days to hear any challenges before it announces the final results on January 10th. That was Chris Okamringa in Kinshasa. Recapping today's headlines, a massive earthquake has hit Japan, triggering the tsunami warning. Rockets from Gaza have triggered sirens across central and southern Israel upon the arrival of the new year. And more than 70,000 people flocked to Tiananmen Square in Beijing to attend the first flag-raising ceremony of 2024. And that's it for this edition of The Top Story, the podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Si Thank you for listening.